see everybody tonight. If you will take your Bible, go to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. We'll be there in just a few minutes. I got a few announcements here to make, so while you're making your way over there, just listen closely. First thing, uh, so I make sure I don't forget it, but men, men are needed after the service tonight to to move the chairs, to get the round tables in here, set them up. This will be for Friday night's uh, ladies' banquet, and then try to get the chairs around them. Now, I understand that maybe uh, uh, Suzanne or some of the ladies that are Miss Wanda Sue, somebody, maybe Cannon, I don't know, but somebody will kind of, hopefully will be in here and kind of maybe show show you guys where they how to set where they want the tables and things like that. But we need we just got to get them in, and uh, I thank the Lord that. Uh, I noticed with the new carpet that they've marked the front the front uh, leg of every uh, on the corners of each row, so that when it comes time to put them all back in place, it should be real easy. You know, just kind of like paint by the numbers. You know, just go put it there and run it across to the next one. So that was good. Me and brother Johnny talked about that for a long time. That that's what we needed to do. Because a lot of times it's hard to, if you're not used to doing it, how to get them set back at the right angle and stuff like that. So we've got that done. So when it comes time to put it all back, it should be a whole lot easier. But tonight, please, men, if you can help us out and uh, get those tables in and some of the chairs kind of in place. But also we've got a baby bottle campaign that will be coming up starting this this Sunday. And it will run through the, the month of May. And uh, you'll see that in the foyer and uh, just to... Fill it up uh, with just uh, to donate to the First, Co- First Coast Women's Center, and uh, it saves lives. It's just that's just a fact that they've saved lives there, and uh, they would certainly appreciate that. We have baby dedication coming up. Also, just to make make sure, if you haven't been through the mandatory class, then you 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 need to do that, and that class will be May third upstairs during the uh, Sunday school hour. I believe is correct, but. Uh, Anyway, if you haven't done it, now if you have already been through it, then in, you don't you don't have to do it again. But you need to if you, you haven't done it. This is for the parent. And uh, then the church, the directory that I think she set up back there. Please, we we're encouraging everybody to try to get your your picture in because that, that's just good and it helps us all. It helps us all to get familiar with people and see who folks are and and uh, so we really encourage you to, to do that. The blood bank will be here. On Sunday, May 17th from 8.30 to 12.30. It's quite a few folks have signed up. If you haven't, please sign up if you plan on doing it. It'd be good to, to let them know. And uh, uh, we have our ladies and our youth mission trip that will be coming up in, uh, in June and July. The sign-up sheets are already there, need to get signed up so they can uh, know who all's going and, and get tickets prepared for that. But uh, that's for Rayford Road ladies and our youth right here. Uh, so check that out on the bulletin board. The prayer, our prayer, the prayer uh, service for Sunday morning, Brother Robert will be at the Fraser, Fraser Memorial Hospital. So uh, just keep all of that in mind. All right, Second Second Timothy, it should be there if you would. Let's stand in honor of reading God's word. I'm going to just start at verse ten, read about two or three verses there. Second <clears throat> Timothy three ten. <clears throat> this is uh, the Apostle Paul talking to young man, Timothy, that he loves dearly. And 
always, whenever I'm in Second Timothy, I always realize this is the uh, the last letter we have a part that Paul wrote, and uh, he always, uh, a lot of times, you know, we've said it before. When a person comes to the end of the road, and they knew, and he knew that it was time was short, you know, that you really get a lot of. Uh, what what they feel is so important and high priority type stuff, but um, let's just see what what Paul tells Timothy in verse ten it says. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, a manner of life, my purpose, faith, long suffering, and charity, or love and patience, persecutions and afflictions which came unto me at Antioch. He's telling him, you 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 know all of this. You you've been there. You've seen me. You know at Iconium, and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Amen. It says, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. Joy, joy, huh? Father, we thank you for your word. Oh, how we thank you for your word. We just pray right now, Father, that you'll just move in and take control. Take control of me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to speak exactly what you want spoken and the truth of your word. Uh, Lord, we, um, we long for the day. We long for the day that uh, we'll all be with you. And that's that's just uh, that's the truth. And so, Father, uh, till that day, just help us and guide us and strengthen us to be and to do what you would have us to do. Again, we ask you to bless our time, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow, man, it's good to see you, Wanda. It's good, good, amen. It's good. If you uh, if you watch, uh, any of y'all ever catch uh, the evening news? Maybe Fox News, CNN, something like that. Y'all y'all catch the news a little now and then. Okay, I guess maybe I'm the only one. But uh, if you uh, if you've watched any of it lately, you probably have seen some some really tough, tough things that some Christian folks are going through. Have y'all seen any of that? I haven't looked at any of the videos that they say they throw up on YouTube from now and then sometime. I, you know, I've never went to see any of the, the gruesome stuff, but uh, there's Christians that are Suffering, persecution, you know, and I, I tell you that's 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 tough, but it's there, and we see it all the way to not only persecution, execution in these Muslim-controlled countries around the Middle East, and um, and I say, and it makes me stop and think, you know, and that. For one thing, how blessed we've been the past couple of hundred years here in this in this country 
probably one of the most peaceful times for Christian people in history, I would, I would imagine. Uh, it's it just, it really is. And, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, we never ever, never ever thought about anything growing up, I didn't, and uh, of, of people, you know, being persecuted because you believed in Jesus Christ, I mean, because of the gospel, or because you spoke of him. You know, I just, I, I, it was it wasn't that way. But now let's let's do keep in mind <clears throat> that the reason this country is here is that <laughs> because of persecution. You see, it was people that were persecuted, Christian people that were persecuted that came and uh, founded this country and 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 established it on the principles as best they knew how from God's word and and that it would be godly people that would live by what they established. And um, so persecutions are tough, uh, but God has used it. He's used it many times through history to do what he wanted done. You know, I, it's, it's really hard when you get to thinking about that, you know, and, how, how, and this, this God that we serve, the God of this Bible, and, and knowing how powerful he is, all-powerful, and the things that, that go on and knowing that he knows it. Not only that, he's in control. He is in control. So, But I think a lot of times we can find a lot of comfort there in that. But as I, as I, I just titled this persecution because he's saying, it just stays on my mind. And, um, and it's, it's in the God's word. We read it. That uh, if you live, uh, you know, godly in Christ Jesus, you shall suffer persecution. Um, <clears throat> but here's one thing, and I, I just wrote this down. I said, but persecution has never, nor will it ever, silence the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Persecution never has done that. It may silence my voice to some degree if you kill me. But those, the, God's word goes on. God's word, and God will raise up whoever. But persecution will never, never stop God's word. It, it's, it's not going to happen. And, and, and as I think about it, and as I get on in this, and because I think, about, I think about what's going on over there with those people, but then I also think about what's going on right here in our own country about trying to silence Christian people. Okay? So, trying to silence them. And... Uh, <clears throat> It's a, it's, a, it's a tricky, touchy type of thing, but God's word's not going to be silenced. It's just not going to happen. And um, from the very beginning of the church, um, the, the persecution's been there. But I just, if you will, let's look at, at you, we can go to Acts. We're fixing to go to Acts. Go ahead over to Acts chapter 8, and then we'll be in some more place here. Uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 1. And this is just a good example of what I was talking about, about persecution and, uh, and how God used persecution to, uh, to spread the word. And uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 1, if you're there, say amen. amen. It says, and Saul, which this would be the apostle Paul later on after his conversion, but right now he's, he's sold out to Judaism. And Saul is consenting, was consenting unto his death. Now this was, they have just stoned Stephen with Paul's consent to it, <clears throat> and, and, and martyred him. There was the first persecution and the first martyr. 
And then it goes on to say, and at that time there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made a great lamentation over him. And as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere. <laughs> Do what? Preaching the word. So, you know, as, as I read that, I mean, the persecution, they, they, they huddled up on Solomon's porch. They liked to gather up, and, and that's where a lot of things happened right there when the, the church first began. But God says it's time to move, and persecution moved them. And I thought it very interesting that, think about it, God, in his wisdom, in his sovereign hand, God used the Apostle Paul to spread the word before he was ever converted. God can use anybody to do whatever he wants to do, any way he wants to do it. That's amazing to me. I mean, it was Paul and his fire-breathing coming down on the Christians that scattered them. And it, you know what? I, now I thought about it today. I was saying it was kind of like there was a, 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 a bacteria or some kind of a infectious thing, and it was right there in Jerusalem, and, and it was contained right there. But the, the worst thing you could do was let that thing get, a, get out and spread, and they spread it everywhere. It went everywhere, and the Word of God was preached in the regions. <clears throat> So <clears throat> let's go, if you will, now over to Acts chapter 4, and that's where we'll be, look, we'll be looking in there tonight. That's where we'll be. Because uh, <clears throat> this is, and this is, chapter 4 in Acts starts just after the, the man had been healed by Peter and John when they entered the temple, the lame man. He was healed, and all the people saw it. There's no doubt they saw it. And when they came to see this man that had been lame for 40 years, when they came to see it, Peter began to preach to multitudes and to tell them the word of God, preach the word of God and the gospel and who Jesus was and what it was all about and what he came to do. And uh, that got them in trouble with the, uh, the officials. So as the, church, as the church began, persecution also began. Let's just, I mean, it, it started hand in hand. And uh, so let's go to uh, in, in chapter 4 and look at it. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to pick up in verse 13. This, uh, that Peter and John has been picked up because they were there. They went and got them in the temple where they were preaching and brought them and set them down up there. And uh, finally they brought them in to be examined. And that, well, verse 12, look at verse 12. And this is where Peter made this when, he, when, they, when we told him this. Said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. <clears throat> so he's talking to these, these Jew, the rulers and the, 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 the Jewish leaders there that, that are trying to shut him down. Now let's, let's read here in verse 13. It says, for, Now when they saw... When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against him. He was, he was there. I mean, he was standing there. 
But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves. They said, Peter and John, y'all step outside. We got to discuss it. And here's what they said. What shall we do to these men? For that, for that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest. Everybody sees that. It's been done. And to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. We can't deny it. Mm. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. The authorities... Place yourself there. You're picked up by the authorities. You picked up. You're picked up by the people in power. You got. You're picked up by the people that's got the law behind them, and they're telling you, and they're threatening you, and they're telling you what they're going to do if you don't quit speaking this word. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Rather it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. Should we listen to you or God? You, basically. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So then, they had, so, so when they had further threatened them, they let them go finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. All the people around us saw it. It was amazing, the miracle. that It was amazing. The power of God was evident. The man was healed. They still wanted to shut it down. This, these people, these people they, they were Christ followers. They were with Jesus. That we do, we do know, but we need to shut this down. We need to stop it before it goes... Any further, it says, for this man was above 40 years old and when, and on, on, on whom this miracle of healing was showed. So they're, they're threatening them even further, threatening them to, to shut it down. But they, they let them go. They let them go. Now, <clears throat> what I want to do now is I want to look at, I want to look at how they reacted, the reaction of these believers to persecution that's come against them. With the, with the authorities, the rulers, the law about telling them to shut it down. And I want to, now, now let's go into the next verse and we're going to work our way through these verses. And we're going to see, and, I, and, and as, I, as we look at persecution and as it began right there, listen, every one of these, every one of these apostles, except the apostle John, Died a martyr's death type thing, which John died exiled. The persecution was there; it was coming. Persecution has been through history in in awful and terrible ways. It's just it's the way it is. We see it and we see it today, and it really, I tell you, it's really it speaks to me because. When I look at what's happening today there and what's, how things have transpired here with persecution and coming against the cause of Christ, coming against believers, if you, you know, it's, uh, it, 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 it just reminds me that God's word's true and that it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. And that when he said that and people have suffered persecution, we too, we too may find ourselves one day in the position 
in that in that position. I don't, I, you know, I don't. I, I, let me tell you, I don't know how this is going to end. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I don't. But I know one who does. I know that God's in control. Like that, I do know. But I know that also that persecution has been dealt with with God's people, and and this was the first. This was the beginning of it in the early new. Infant churches, as the Church of Christ was beginning, right here, roots were being established, and I think we can learn some things from how, what, what these people did when they were threatened to shut her down. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's start and look at that. Let's go into verse twenty-three. Now, here's what happened: they just kicked them out, said, "Get out of here and shut up. Don't we don't hear no more. Don't don't be preaching anymore." So, what did they do? First thing, and being let go. They went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. First thing I first thing I want to make note of there is the importance, the importance of one another. You get it? They didn't just go on to their house. No, they went. They went to other believers. They went to their own. Hey, did did you know that there's comfort and strength when you come together? Do you know the community of believers? Do you know that that's important? Do you know that there should be a bond there that is great, great bond between us? And how the, the importance of just being together, especially. And now listen, <clears throat> persecution struggles hard times has a way of pushing us in that direction that we'll begin to kind of reach out and, and share. And that is really good. And that's what the fact that the importance of one another was that, that they went together because uh, they wanted to be with like believers and they could share. But that sharing, and then it says, and they reported. It says, and they reported. They reported all that the chief priests had done. Do you, do you, do you realize that it's, that it's good to share with others, with believers? It's good to share what God is doing. Maybe things that I've gone through or I'm going through or what, just the experience of what God's doing in my life. That is so good to, to share. They went straight and got together and said, listen, this is what's going on. This is what they did to us. You know, we were preaching. The man was healed. We're preaching to people. Looks like everybody ought to be happy, but they ain't everybody happy. And the people that's in the power, they're not happy. They took us in. This is what they said to us. They told it all. They told everything of what, what, what was happening. For some reason or other, some reason or other, whenever they, they shared this, it, it did something to the people that was listening to it. It did something to them. Now listen at it. Next verse, 24. So they went straight there and went to telling these folks, but the verse 24 says, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God in one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in it is, all that's in them. That's amazing. Whenever they came and began to share this here, how just the spontaneous praise that, began, they, that these that just welled up in these people. It's like it's like a, the, 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 this boldness that was there. That you're God, man. You're God. You're 
You're the creator. You created all this. All this. They understood that. Persecution's coming. It's, it's, it, uh, and, 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 and it's because we're standing up for you. But they, they, they just realized the magnitude and the, the glory of God and just began to, to magnify his name. And I think it very interesting, very interesting that these words that they use here, you will find them pretty much in Second Kings uh, chapter 19 when Hezekiah, King Hezekiah was king and the uh, Assyrian army, Sennacherib, come against him, sent him a letter, sent him a letter telling him that he was coming in, he was going to take over, telling the people don't listen to, don't listen to Hezekiah, I'm going to destroy all of you, just yield yourself to me and send him the letter. He, Hezekiah takes the letter. He says, in 2 Kings 19, 14, it says, And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers, and he read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord, and he spread it before the Lord. <laughs> Don't you like that? I got this letter. I'll just take it right up here. We'll lay it right down here. Here's the letter, Lord. See, it's coming. The persecution coming. And he laid the letter down, spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord. And here's what he said. O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, and thou hast made heaven and earth. I don't know, folks. Maybe, uh, maybe his persecution might, might be good for us. It may be. It just... It, that it just, it just pushes you to see it's God is God. He's my God and I worship him. And I lift him up in praise. He's a creator. He made this earth. He made the sea. He holds it all. Everything's a sin. He's got it. And find great comfort and joy in that. See, you, I'm telling you, when, when persecutions, when they get tight and tough, it's good to be able to find that joy that can only come in knowing I serve the one who's in control anyhow. See, right here in this, in, 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 in this, in our country, there's people who's had their business wiped out because they didn't toe the line. Because they would not back off of their own personal convictions. Dare don't speak the truth of God's word or what the God's word says. Gosh, my goodness. Woo. So I, where, where's it all going to end? <laughs> I can tell you one thing. Now, take this to the bank. I ain't trusting in the Supreme Court. No, no. Huh? No. It'll be God that straightens it out. And there's one thing about it. He knows how to straighten it out. <laughs> but time after time after time, it's been persecution to straighten it out many times, many times. But for the believer, I always, I always think of Jeremiah. If you ever read Jeremiah, Jeremiah's in the middle of a godless society. The people turn their back on God. They don't like God and they don't like Jeremiah. They treat him terrible. Constantly. And all he does is just keep on preaching. He got aggravated. He got mad. But God says, listen, I ain't talking. To, I ain't, ain't preaching no more. I quit. I'm not going to do it. They don't listen. They, I'm tired of them. And he said, and I shut her down. And then it welled up like fire in my bones. I couldn't keep it down. I just had to keep preaching. I just had to keep preaching the word. 
You know how many converts he had? Zero, not three, zero. But you know when it all come to an end and God brought the judgment down, I don't know why, but the enemy that came in and destroyed that and hold everybody off found Jeremiah and says, look, you know what you want to do. You can do whatever you want to. That's exactly what they said. You want to go somewhere? You want to go nothing? Take off. We'll get you over there. You want to stay here? You stay here and go with us. You do whatever you want to do. But I'm not going to not speak what I know is true. And God places it in me to speak. And it may cost you. May cost. Hey, folks, listen. If you got a good business, your livelihood, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty serious stuff when they just shut you down. Ain't no money. It's done or whatever. They've been people that, CEOs of big companies have been just jerked down and thrown out and said, we don't want you. Because of something you said two, three, four, five years ago. Isn't that amazing? That's persecution. Let me, I got I to gotta, I gotta move. But persecution, I just think it's, I think it's good to think about it because it's real. <clears throat> so Hezekiah, he, 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 he did this very, very same thing and just like they did, it just brought out that, that spontaneous <coughs> praise for God. Now let's, let's, let's go on now and look in verse 25. It says, and back over in Acts 4, it says, who, who by the mouth of thy servant uh, David has said, here's what it said, why hath the heathen, heathen rage? Now this is Psalms 2, 1 and 2. Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. What I, what, what I, when I read that, here's what, here's what I just wrote this down. Christ, Jesus Christ, was the cause of their persecution. This is, he was, it was him. He said, hey folks, what people don't like is Jesus. They don't like, they don't like his word. They don't like his truth. They don't like what he preached. They don't like, they just don't like the word. Now he loves people. That's amazing. He loves people. He loves the sinner. He loved me. He loved me, a sinner, condemned unclean. He loved me. He loves them. He loves the sinners. I don't care. That's God is love. And he proved his love so much that he allowed Jesus to die for those sins that they're wanting to hold on and live in. <laughs> but they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And they want you to hush, to try to silence God's word. But they recognized and knew that the, the rulers, it's not so much them, it's who they were talking about. The, the rulers were raging against the resurrected Christ. He's at the, well, I thought we had took care of that. I thought we had silenced him. But you, you can't silence him. You can't silence his word. I thought we had silenced him. We, we killed him. And now they're saying that he rose from the dead and the doggone tomb's empty. So we got to, that, that's turned into a mess here now. We got to shut this down.
They were, the problem was Jesus Christ. And, the, <laughs> and he ain't no longer around. But his followers are. But his followers are there, and so we got to silence them. We don't want anything that we don't want. We, we would just love to do away with him completely. And it's that type of mindset that causes people to take Christians and just down the line kill them. We, we need to, st- we're, we're going st- to shut it down. We're going to eradicate this and establish our religion or our way of thinking. And that ain't going to happen. Now that I know. I'll stand and scream it from the mountaintop. That ain't going to happen. I serve the one that says I'm making all things new. And, I'm gonna, and folks, I want you to, <clears throat> when you think about, and I just, when you think about world, the worldview, and to keep it real simple, I want you to think three things. Creation, fall, and redemption. And that's it. That's what this whole thing is about. This world we live in. This worldview. Creation. It was created by a creator. Don't have to believe you don't want to. I don't mean it. That ain't so. It was created by creator. His creation, including mankind, sinned against the creator, and then there was the fall. And we're living in that. That's the problem. Sin. Sin is the problem. Now, all the stuff, this heartaches, when we're praying for people, battling cancer, I believe with all my heart, sin opened the door for cancer to come into this perfect world that the Creator had created. Sin. So there was that fall. But then the Creator is bringing redemption. He's going to redeem it and bring it back and restore it to what it was when He intended it in the first place. That's, that's my worldview. And that's simple. Three, three things. That's, my, that's it. And that's what's happening. What happens in between and how He does it and what all the things that go. Don't, I, don't, I, I, have, no, I don't have answers to a lot of things. That, those three things I know. That's where we are, and God's making all things new. They wanted, they, they wanted to silence his followers, and here's the deal. If they would just keep quiet, if, 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 if they'd have said, okay, 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 we good, we'll shut, we quit, and just went on about the business, that would have, they, that, that, you, know, you probably wouldn't have any more trouble out of them. You know? You're still going to have to deal with a fallen society, but... Persecution would have been, it was, it's because of Christ. Same thing, when you stand up and say, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in what he, he, what he taught. I believe in what he stood for. I believe, God, I believe this is God's word. And it gives us instruction and tells us how to live our life the best way in this fallen society. And I know what he says is sin. And I know these things, and I, and I can't back away from it. I can't back away from it. The church can't be silent. You can't, hey, listen. Then did a good job Sunday night about 
talking about loving, loving people. And, and, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing. You always love people. You always love people. I don't care. You love them because Jesus loves them. No matter where they are, what they look like, what they're in, you, you love the person. And you be loving to them. But you can never allow your love for them to silence you from the truth and in loving them. You just, and I, I, I ain't got any particular way to tell you how to do that, but I believe the Spirit of God that dwells in you can certainly lead and guide you in that when you're having to deal with it. Because I don't know how much of it's going to come our way, but you're going, you're going to, it's, it's coming. I believe that. And, and, and it's just, a, man, we got to be careful. We got to be careful about being silent. But we've also got to be careful about being ugly and mean. That sort of thing. That doesn't work. We got to love people, but we, got, we must speak the truth. So they were trying to be shut down and just, just quit. Just don't, just don't even talk about the Lord. <clears throat> but let's go on in verse 20, uh, 27. He said, for of a, listen to this, <clears throat> for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, <clears throat> both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the, the people of Israel were gathered together. Now, he's <clears throat> talking about, this is who come against Jesus, your holy child Jesus. Herod, you know the story. They went here. He went to Pontius Pilate. The Gentiles, that's the Romans, the Roman soldiers, all the stuff they did to him. And then the people of Israel, that's the Jewish leaders, all the things that they did, how they were gathered together. And listen to it. Listen to this. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. <laughs> Golly. Isn't that something? Herod, Pilate, these Roman soldiers and these Jewish leaders are performing what God put in place before time. You say, Eddie, you've lost your mind. Well, I believe I read it right. Isn't that amazing? What, what, what kind of good can, what, what's that all about? We got the people here that's being persecuted. It's coming down on them and it's going to get hot. And it did. Eventually it kept getting hotter. But there was one thing that they knew and they knew without a doubt. My God is in control of all of it. Every bit of it. See, I, man, I, when I, when I watch, when I watch them march them people down there in them orange suits and kneel them down and get them knives ready to cut their throat. I don't look at it like this. I don't say, man, Satan is really getting the upper hand there. No, he ain't getting no upper hand. He don't get an upper hand on my God. My God is still in control. My God can stop it whenever he gets ready. And he will. He will. See, I don't, it's, not a, it's not a tug of war. God wins some, Satan wins some. This is a fight. And you believe it, eventually God's going to come out on top. No, he's already on top. He's already on top. Yes, Satan's here. He's alive and well. This, this world and this earth and this atmosphere, it belongs to him right now. But this one's leaving with him. 
and God's going to establish a new one. I don't know, but I just believe that's truth. He's going to establish a new one. And so it doesn't matter. God's in control. And they knew that. Even the horribleness of seeing the, the Messiah that they just sold out on, watching him die and be mistreated in the way it was done, and, and, and all of that, it was just, but that was what God, they knew. That's, that's, that's exactly what the Father ordered. <laughs> I tell you, man, it, that kind of thinking will help you. Now, I'm telling you right now, it'll help you in times of, of persecution. Because if, if you don't grab a hold of that, then that's what they did. That's what they grabbed a hold of. If you don't grab a hold of that, then you know what you're going to do? You're going to, God, what, where are you? You're going to begin to think, you ain't, you, ain't, you, you ain't the man I thought you was. You don't got the power I thought you had. Satan's got you. Satan's whipping me. All that kind of stuff. No, huh? No, go to the truth. God's in control. Everything's going to turn out exactly the way that God has planned it. But that's good to know, isn't it? It is for me. Good to know. <coughs> wow. They knew that God was in control. And then, it's, and I love that part where it said, whatsoever thy hand and counsel determined to be done. Whatsoever thy hand, and that hand is, was, is a word that's used a lot of time for power. His power, what it, who, whatsoever thy power and thy counsel was, is thy purpose. Whatsoever thy power and thy purpose has determined. God was in control of it. That's wild. <clears throat> Let me close out. I got six minutes. So next thing, <clears throat> verse 29, they turn, they look at themselves. There's one thing they do. I mean, they have spent some time here praising God, looking at who he really is, and knowing that it's, it's, it's about this Christ, but a God's still in control. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go talk with him. I'm going to talk. So it says, and now, verse 20, and now, Lord, behold their threatening. Lord, just look at the situation we're in. Ain't nothing wrong. Lord, look. Here, here. <laughs> As God took a letter, <laughs> laid the letter out. Lord, look at here. Look. Look where I am. Is anything wrong with saying, Lord, look here. This is where I am. I'm, I, I, I'm, they're threatening. That, that ain't no joke. They're threatening. They mean it. I don't care. I'm still going to stand up for your word. <clears throat> The Lord, I want you to know it. Look at it. Behold, look at their threatenings. And then it says, <clears throat> and grant unto thy servants, grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. Because I know it's going to get tough, but we just want to, we we're going to need it. We're going to need you, Lord. <laughs> we're going to need you to be able to stand up for what may come our way. To live this life, I need you. We need him now. But in times like that, you realize, Lord, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you, and that's what they ask for. To, they ask the Lord. Well, and it goes on and says, after it says, speak thy word, but woo, about Philip. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child, 
Jesus. They got, they got a little specific there. So they asked the Lord. Well, we, we, they entreated the Lord. We're going to need the Lord. So they asked and said, Lord, look at the situation. If you, give us boldness to speak your word. And then they asked the Lord for divine and supernatural power. He said, yeah, but we don't need to do that today. Well, tell me why. Just tell me why we don't need to do that. I don't need to ask him for that today. I want his power. I want his divine supernatural power in my life. I tell you one thing, I wanted it for salvation. Any of y'all wanted it for salvation? That's supernatural, isn't it? That's divine supernatural power to save a lost soul. I'm about to get into another sermon. Ain't got but four minutes. <clears throat> Tanya, you can ease on up. But that's what they asked for, and they weren't ashamed to ask for it. And then verse 31, as I close with verse 31, prayer was answered. <laughs> prayer was answered. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. When they, were pray- when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, just real quickly, I ain't going to get too deep into this, but I do know that Peter and John was back there in the upper room when the Holy Spirit came and baptized them. They received the Holy Spirit. But I believe that they probably were here, and I believe probably this, that they were filled with the Holy Spirit again. Now, what are you saying? Well, I ain't, All I'm saying is I believe the Holy Spirit can roll in on you at any time. I believe if you're a born-again child of God, you've got to have the Spirit of God within you. You ain't, you ain't saved if you ain't got the Spirit of God living within you. you got to have it. But there ain't a thing in the world with him showing back up and touching me again real deep. Is there anything wrong with that, do you think? Don't think so. Don't think, what, should you think, do you think maybe we ought to desire that? Well, I don't know about you. I think so. I think there's anything in the world wrong with it. So I looked at it. The, the, place, the, the prayer was answered. The place was shaken. So I asked you this question. You, you just answered it yourself. Would you want to be in a place that was shaken like that? Would you, want, would you like to be in a place that was shaken like that? Me too. <laughs> Me too. I wonder, I wonder, I just wonder, what if we prayed for that? <laughs> what? What if we just ask the Lord, Lord, just, just, just shake us a little bit. Get close to us. Why was it shaken? Why was the place shaken? I'll tell you what I think. I think it was shaken because the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, showed up. That's reason. That's no other reason. <laughs> that was it. I believe it'd do the same thing today. I think our hearts should be open to pray and ask the Lord. Lord, move. That's when I pray. Spirit, Holy Spirit, we, I, I, we want you to come in and do what you do. You know, y'all, don't, y'all don't need what I do. You need what the God does. And the Holy Spirit, by the way, is God. Just as much as the Father and the Son, as the Holy Spirit is God. When God shows up, that can be a shaken time. 
And then it goes on to say, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They got what they asked for. Let's stand if you will. If you're here tonight, man, let's open the altar and I'm gonna sing that song opened up with. so good. Thank y'all being here tonight. Thank you Lord for being here tonight. Mm. Remember guys, please help us out when we say amen. Get chairs out of the way and get some tables rolled in and I don't know if any ladies that's going to help out but get those tables in here and place them as best you can <clears throat> and uh, we certainly appreciate it but we need we need to help. Anything else? Johnny, anything else? Okay. 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 All right. So we can actually get about a hundred chairs out of here. Okay. And get them. Okay. Very good. Good plan. All righty. Well, let's uh, let's close up. Uh, Harold, would you dismiss us, please?